When Graham's not producing Travel Writers Radio, he writes on the business events industry and has for the past 25 years. He currently writes for trade publication MiceNet Australia, and it was in that role, as well as for Travel Writers Radio, that he attended the industry's annual get-together, the 30th Asia-Pacific Incentives and Meetings event, that's AIM, at the Convention Centre. During AIM, Graham spoke with Julia Swanson, CEO of Melbourne Convention Bureau, about what meetings and events mean for Melbourne. Julia, thanks for having us here at AIM for the 30th anniversary in Melbourne. AIM's pretty important to Melbourne, isn't it? Just beyond the fact that a whole lot of meetings people kiss both cheeks and love each other and get together every year, except during COVID. Why is it so important to Melbourne? Oh, look, AIM is the jewel in the crown for us uh, in terms of the events. So um, it's a great event. It's our 30th year, so we're really excited about um, that anniversary and what, that's, what that means to the business events community, but also the tourism and events uh, sector more broadly. So um, it's a time for Melbourne to shine as the host city, and uh, you know we're just really delighted that we could bring so many exhibitors, so many buyers and media to our wonderful city. There'd be a lot of other cities around Australia, some of whom have publicly said it ought to be moved around like other big events. It's not going to happen, is it? Uh, No, as uh, MCB, we uh, own AIM, so therefore we'll be anchored in Melbourne. Um, But it's not all about Melbourne, it is a show for the Asia-Pacific. So you can see here there's destinations um, really from across Australia and, and more broadly Asia. So it's designed to be an inclusive show. Obviously, we want to have it in Melbourne to, to showcase everything that we can do, but it's really about creating commerce opportunities across that Asia-Pac region. So if we thought during the pandemic, uh, first time I mentioned that uh, during the show, if we thought during the pandemic that uh, tourism and hospitality was done with, uh, this, this is a pretty good example of the fact that it's back, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And look, uh, AIM was one of the first trade shows, or I think it was the first international trade show coming out of the pandemic to restart. And last year, $120 million worth of events was transacted at the show. Um, and this year it's grown again. So we've got uh, exhibitors up 50%, we've got buyers up 40%, and the show is absolutely heaving uh, today. So we're really excited. But uh, yeah, so it's just wonderful to have everyone back. Now, the industry seemed to be marked at one point by 2019 as a peak year. Mm-hmm. Do you think 2023 could potentially outshine 2019 in terms of performance? Yeah, look, absolutely. I mean, we're only just over halfway through, but I would say we're definitely at pre-COVID levels, uh, potentially more. So there's still a lot of unknowns. The business is moving at a really fast pace, but we're seeing a really strong domestic market, definitely stronger than pre-COVID. International is still coming, and I think with um, the remainder of North Asia opening um, at the moment and that and all the aviation continuing to grow, I think it's going to pick up quickly. Aviation is a pretty critical factor in uh, business meetings, whether they are strict conferences or incentive trips, like we've uh, seen waves of uh, people being rewarded by trips from China and yes. Japan and other places to uh, Australia, to Melbourne particularly. Um, how do you feel like that side of the business is going? Uh, look, it's improving every month. So I think by April we'll have we'll be back to about eighty percent capacity, and I certainly know that. 
um, our partners at Visit Victoria, the state government and Melbourne Airport are all working really quickly to re-establish that. Uh, we're lucky being a global city, 24-hour airport, um, that we're ready and willing to support those airlines coming back. You know, we've seen some positive signs recently. China have... Six airlines have restarted flying into Melbourne, so they're at about 50% capacity, but they have the ability to scale up pretty quickly. Um, and, and domestic travel is obviously going very well. So I think that will continue to move. Where we'll be back exactly 100%, it's sort of anyone's guess, but you would have to think by mid-year or later this year we'll be at certainly back at pre-COVID. And we've got some new routes as well, which is exciting. We've got Melbourne to Dallas-Fort Worth, which is new, and we've got increased aviation between Melbourne and India than we did before COVID. So there's some new markets opening up as well. Now, um, a lot of people wrote China off. You never really gave up on the fact that China would come back, did you? Uh, no, we kept our international offices open. Um, we've got two team members up there who we're delighted to welcome them back. It's a few years since I've seen them, but they're in town for Melbourne this week and they're um, bringing some clients down from North Asia. So, uh, no, we very much saw it as an important service to our clients to keep those relationships open. I think planners needed convention bureaus more than ever for that sort of live uh, advice on what's happening in the destination, what can they do, and then just to keep them updated with news. So we've kept that client relationship open and it's fantastic to support them on their journey now that they're starting to plan and book events and we'll just continue that support ongoing. Now we talk a lot about the visitor economy. For, for people who maybe don't understand what it really means. We have major events, we have business events. Can you, in a sort of a nutshell, just tell us what the visitor economy is, what, what your part of it is, and how far does it spread? Someone might say, oh, you know, I can see the convention centre there, and yeah, it'd be great to go to the loom, but beyond that, I don't think I've got any meetings or uh, incentives that I'm lined up for. How does Melbourne, how does the average bloke in the street benefit from the visitor economy driven by business events such as you effectively uh, run here in Victoria? Look, I think, you know, more broadly, the sector used to be called tourism and events, and now we've really broadened the focus and the new way of describing ourselves is the visitor economy. So anyone that's visiting from interstate or international can fall into that category. So they might be here for business, they might be here for a major event, they might be here for leisure, and they might even be here visiting family and friends. So I think... That broader visitor economy outlook, I think a lot of people didn't think they were in the visitor economy until COVID hit and then they realised how reliant their businesses were. So it's it's really, uh, you know, an enormous supply chain with no sort of distinct edges, but it could be restaurants, could be a restaurants, cafes, audiovisual companies, technology companies, touring companies, transportation there's really the broad spectrum. And in Melbourne, we have a very strong visitor economy strategy. So Melbourne Convention Bureau is part of Visit Victoria, which is the state's destination marketing arm. So that looks at the branding of the state, both domestically and internationally, and attracting those leisure visitors or for whatever purpose that they're coming. And then we have a business event stream, which MCB runs, which is all about meetings, conventions, corporate, corporate and incentive. And then we have a major events division. And the major events can be anything from those big headline events such as Australian Open and Grand Prix, to small cultural events, to regional events, to fashion festivals, to garden festivals, theatre. And, you know, we work quite 
collectively under a whole visitor economy strategy to bring all those different facets to Melbourne. I suppose one way to look at it would be what was it like when pandemic shut everything down? Did we then suddenly realise what we were missing? Yeah, I think so. And I think, you know, one thing we all discovered is that travel is a need, not a want. And people need people to connect, you know, feel that social cohesion and and be able to connect and, and enjoy their lives. So I think we probably took our sector for granted a little bit before the pandemic. So that's where it's just been, you know, amazing just to see people go, I want to come out of my house. I want to reconnect. I want to get some enjoyment back in my life. And, um, you know, events and that social cohesion has been really important. So um, what's your message to the industry? Um, I suppose in one sense, look at us. You know, we, you could say... We've got, we've got people back. They're enjoying uh, getting face-to-face, getting together, ex- exchanging ideas and concepts. Um, what's your message to the uh, business events sector who may or may not live in Victoria? Oh, look, I think we've got... It's, it's all about optimism this year. I think last year was a transition year coming out of the pandemic where everyone had staffing struggles, was still getting into a, a new operating rhythm for their business and... It was the tail end of COVID where we still had health and safety concerns. And I think we've sort of moved out of that chapter and this year is starting afresh. And really, there's a lot to be optimistic about. The domestic market is strong. International is rebounding. Aviation's coming back quickly. We're seeing strong demand for face-to-face. And there's really a lot to be optimistic about. So I would tell everyone to get ready. Uh, it's going to be a very fast-paced year, I think. We're going to see huge growth um, out of Asia. Events will stay on a short lead cycle for some time yet. Um, but, yeah, everyone's ready to do business. So I think it's you know it's a, it's a time for the industry to shine. I've heard uh, from a couple of people anecdotally today that uh, 23 is going to be a terrific year, 24 will be good, but 25 might not come up to 23. Okay, well, I think it's a bit too early to tell. I think, you know, MCB works in a very long lead time, so historically it might take us six to eight years to develop a major Congress opportunity from a lead stage through to an event occurring. I think we're seeing those lead times compress. Right. So I I wouldn't be making any predictions about 2025 as yet. I think if people don't have a lot of business on the books, it's because everyone's focused on the short term right. and they're focused on their events this year, making them a success. They're focused on starting their planning for 2024. I'm not sure anyone's really had much bandwidth to turn to 2025. So, you know, there's, there's nothing in the long-term pipeline that's of any major concern for us. Yeah. Has COVID actually been a line in the sand? Have and we talk about this new normal concept? I mean, how, how do you perceive it? Is it a total restart, or what's your, you know, your vision going forward? Do we just forget COVID, or yeah. how do how do we treat it? Oh, I think um, I think we shouldn't forget it because it was such an impactful time on us personally and professionally, and you need to take those key learnings, and you know the way that you innovate, the way that you problem solve and being agile and take that as a working style moving forward. I mean, the way that we've all embraced flexible working and technology is fantastic and that will set us in good stead. So I don't think we should, you know, try and forget it. It was a tough time, but let's focus on the positives we got from it and it's really about applying them to the future. But I think, you know, now's the time to be optimistic. There'll still be a few bumps in the road. Recovery is not linear different countries are coming back at different rates there'll probably be a few 
hiccups or unexpected things come our way, but I think we're all match fit. It's certainly, you know, the worst of the challenges are behind us. Journalist and executive producer of Travel Writers Radio, Graham Kemlo was speaking there with Julia Swanson. This is the Travel Writer Show on J Air 88 FM in Melbourne.